somebody tonight somebody that's going through that all you've got to do is just be strong Thank <laughs> you. 
Let's get into the word of life. Go back to Exodus, the 14th chapter. God is doing something, and it's nothing unusual. It's what he's already done. But God wants us to grab hold to what he has already done. And God is not going to do it over again. So we have to grab hold to what we have here and now. So that's why we want to walk by faith and not by sight. And the just shall live by faith. So I'm still talking on living by faith, but I'm just adding more to it. So let's look at chapter 14 again. And then I'm going to go to verse 3 because the Lord was showing me verse 3. Last Sunday we were in verse um, 15. But let's look at verse 3. And this is what the Lord was saying unto Moses. Verse 3. For Pharaoh will say unto the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land. The wilderness have shut them in. You may be seated. So this is what God was telling Moses. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel. So we know Pharaoh represents the enemy. And this is one thing that I love about the Lord. God will not let anything get past you. God will not let anything get past you. And I believe some things get past us is because we're not hearing him. And we're not focused on him and we're not focused on his word. So the more we focus on the word of God, we're focused on him. So he was talking to Moses and Moses had to talk to the people. But now we can talk to God. The Holy Spirit is there um, to help us in our time of need. So we can go boldly to the throne of grace and, and, you know, obtain mercy in our time of need. But he had Moses and God would speak to Moses. Moses would speak to the people. So it was not like they were ignorant of Satan devices. And we should not be ignorant of Satan devices because the more we get into the word of God, God is not going to leave us to ourselves. He has given us everything that we need. So the enemy here, which is Pharaoh, God was setting him up and God was doing it quite well. So we know that Pharaoh's heart was still hardened. God, um, you know, let Moses know that, you know, he was going to allow Pharaoh to come in you know, to come in and and do an attack. So here, Pharaoh thought that they were shut in. He thought they were entangled in the wilderness. That means that they didn't have nowhere to go, mean that they were wandering. But God had a plan. So I want to encourage you today. Some of y'all may feel like you're trapped. And that's what entangled mean, like you're trapped in some things that you cannot come out of. But God has a way of escape. Even if you put yourself in that situation when you did not supposed to be in that situation, God loves you so much that he has a plan. He has a way of escape for you. So you should rejoice knowing, God, yet I messed up. Yet I was not obedient. God, you still got a plan for me. Your promise is still there for me. God made the promise for them to go to the promised land, to the land of Canaan. God knew that they were going to have some bumps in the road. He knew that things was going to occur. But God wanted them to depend on him. And this is where faith come in. Our faith have to be in God and not in ourselves. Because we can fail ourselves at times. We can beat ourselves up at times and say, why did I do that? Why did I go that way? Why did I act that way? And if we stay in that mode, we will not be able to hear what God has to say so we can get to the place that God wants us to be in. That's how the enemy entrap us. The enemy want to entrap us with ourselves, y'all, with me, myself, and I. How many of us beat up more on ourselves than we beat up on others? 
Sometimes people don't see us beating up on ourselves because the more we beat up on ourselves, the more we beat up on our spouse, the more we beat up on our children, the more we beat up on our animals, the more we beat up on everybody. If I'm getting beat up, you're going to get a taste of this too. You're going to taste and see my beatings. Is that not right? That's what we do because we want to share in what we're going through. If I go through, you go through. But in a household, the way it should be, when one is down, the other should lift the other up. The other one should not want the other going through what they're going through. So they begin to pray. They begin to intercede. They begin to lift that person up. They begin, they may shake their head. Ain't that right, honey? You may shake your head and say, I don't know what's going on with that woman today. But God, you know, and you have a way of bringing both of us out. Because if she's in it, I'm in it with her because we're one. Y'all better remember that in marriage. Because when a woman is going through men, you're going through with them one way or the other. She's going to find a way to drag you in with her mess. See, you men are laughing right now. But see, sometimes y'all drag us in with y'all mess too. Sometimes y'all mess up too and all us are entangled. I'm talking about being entangled. I'm talking about being trapped. Because either way, when that man mess up, he can mess up the whole family. When the woman mess up, she can mess up the whole family. Why? Because we're in it together. And this is why we have to communicate. This is why we have to open up. We have to talk about it. You cannot keep stuff deep down on the inside for so long because you end up blowing up. So God communicated with Moses. He communicated with him to communicate with the people. He said, Pharaoh is going to think that he have shut y'all in. He's going to think that there is no way out for y'all. And the way it looked, it looked that way. So when you get on down here in, in chapter 14, you see where the Israelites looked up and they saw their enemy. Have you ever looked up? You, you come out of a situation, whether it's dealing with healing whether it's dealing with prosperity, whether it's dealing with your children, and all of a sudden you look up and that thing is staring you in the face again. Have you ever been in that place where you had peace and you know you had peace, but all of a sudden something, that same thing will come back at you again to take the peace that you have. But how many know that world peace can be taken, but God's peace cannot be taken? You may be shaken, but the peace of God is still on the inside of you. And you have to stir up that peace of God. You have to wake it up through the word of God, through the word of life. So we see that when they looked up and they saw Pharaoh, the Bible said they began to fear. Why did they begin to fear? Because they were out of Egypt. They were out of the house of bondage. <clears throat> but the things that they went through while they were in bondage was still a part of them. And this is what's happening in our lives. We try to go on with our lives. We get into the word of God. But if we don't allow the word of God to get into us, when we look up like they look up at times and things begin to come at us physically, mentally, financially, and spiritually, we will begin to do just like they done. We will begin to become afraid. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to become so fearful that we cannot stand in faith. Even though God has given all of us the same measure of faith, even though we have the faith of God on the inside of us, what shakes your faith, what causes you to move out of faith is fear. And the enemy knows that. So the enemy watches you. 
The enemy watches the weak areas in your life and see the areas that bring fear to you. So he's going to use that area. He got little nymphs just watching you, watching your facial expressions. You may not say nothing, but he know alarm when it's on your face. He know when you're wandering around in circles and don't know which way to go. Have you ever been in your house and you're just walking back and forth? You're crying out to God, but you're still worried. Come on, y'all, how's that? When we're crying out to God, why are we still pacing? Because <laughs> if we know that God got it, our hands should be lift up, lifted up, and we should be rejoicing. We should not be entangled. Because, see, when you entangled, that means that you're trapped in. If we're going to walk back and forth, we should be walking back and forth with our hands up. We should have the high praises of God in our mouth with a two-edged sword in our hand. We should not be walking back and forth with our hands, with our head down, and we're just so overburdened and we're worried and we're crying not because we're believing God. We're crying because we are full of anxiety. We're full of fear. We're full of panic. God said, no, we should be lifting our hands to him. We should be shouting with the voice of triumph unto God and say, yet I see what the enemy is doing. The victory has already been won because the victory was won in Christ Jesus. And he's in me and I'm in him. So I'm going to give him glory. Even in the midst of this, I'm going to give him some praise. But those Israelites, they were so afraid because they remembered their taskmasters. They remembered the oppression that they went through. But they cried out to God doing their oppression and God brought them out. But how many know when you've been oppressed for so long? This was 400 and some years that they were oppressed. They stayed in this oppression and I believe it brought depression because they had a promise from God. But look, y'all, it was 400 and some years. How many of y'all are standing on a word from God right now, but you're still feeling the symptoms? You're still seeing what you done talked to God about or what you done commanded. How many of y'all get discouraged? We all do, right? So even in the midst of their discouragement, the enemy say, I got them now. They're shut in. It's nowhere that they can go. So we can come in and we can defeat them. But look at your neighbor and say, God has a plan. Say, God has a plan. So this is what happened when they began to talk about, and this is how you know where people are. In the midst of your oppression, what are you talking about the most? Whom are you talking about the most? They began to come against Moses. Now remember, they cried out to God. Come on, we do that. We cry out to God. God, help me. God, where are you? God, don't leave me like this. We're crying out to God. But then they're going to come in at the leader. They're going to come in at Moses. They said, why did you bring us? Remember I talked about this last week. Why did you bring us in this wilderness to die? Why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? For one, let's, let's just talk about it. Nobody make you do anything. Nobody will pick you up and carry you. You got to walk on your own. You have a choice. Those people had a choice and they chose to come out of Egypt. And they did come out of Egypt, but guess what? Egypt didn't come out of them because Egypt was talking in the midst of them being afraid. And this is what we do. We begin to come into the house of God. We begin to give God glory. We begin to encourage other people. We begin to tell people it's okay. You're going to make it. You're going to live. You're not going to die. You're going to see the salvation of the Lord. Just stand still. Watch God work in your life. But soon as something hit your house, 
Everything that you were talking, you become a hypocrite even to yourself. Because you begin to cry out to God, but you begin to say, God, why did you bring me this far? God, why did you let me come this far to be disappointed like this? Come on, some of us talk to God the same way these Israelites was talking. But thank God for a leader. Thank God for leaders, the ones that God has raised up, the ones that God has prepared for such a time as this. Moses had to stand up in the midst of being put down, in the midst of them panicking, in the midst of their anxiety. Moses had to come in with the word of life. And this is what God want us to do. Come on, y'all. We're not ignorant. We know what's going on around us. Amen. But we cannot let what's going on around us keep us from moving forward in what God has given unto us. I have seen so many people that say, oh, how I love Jesus. I have seen so many people that have said, by Jesus Christ, you're healed. I have seen so many people that are saying, you know, come on, praise him in the midst of the situation. Come on, this thing ain't going to overtake us, but they hide. Let's talk about it. Christian folk, they're hiding from fellowship with God, but they ain't hiding when it comes to going in and out of other places. See, God got to be the center. God got to be over everything, y'all, and this is where God want his people to be, and this is why he put you in places for you to get encouraged so you can continually move forward. The enemy want to take you out of the places that's going to encourage you in the things of the Lord. The place he want to take you out of is the house of God. People are saying today, you don't need to come into a building. The church is in you. But I beg you the difference. You are the church. But he bring the church together for such a time as this. For us to depend on one another. Because all of us are one in the body of Christ. Every joint supply. If the arm is hurting, the leg is hurting. If the eye, one eye's out of place, the other eye's out of place. Every joint supply, but we got everybody scattered. We got everybody scattered doing this pandemic because we got our eyes more on what they're saying than on what God has already said. God said, what I have already said will not change. He said, circumstances around you, they change every day. People are looking at what man say. If man don't know God, man is only speculating. Man can't go no further than where man can go. God is above man, y'all. This is why every day we have to remind ourselves who we are now that we're in Christ. The Bible tells me in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore... If any man be in Christ, he's a what? Wait a minute, let's say that again. Therefore, if any man be in who? Do you know who you're in? Well, let's say it again. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in, he's a what? You can't be a new creature or creation unless you're in That's how you become new, right? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. But catch this, old things, old things have. If something has passed away, can somebody help me with this? It's dead. 
is no longer alive. Have you ever seen people when they bury a body, they know the body is dead and if they dig it up, it's still dead. And then when they dig it up, it's decayed. It's nothing there. Ashes from ashes, dust from dust. From dust you came, it's dead, right? So you don't look at the old. You look at who you are in him. You are a new creation, and that newness is in your spirit. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He is a a, a new spiritual being. Old things have passed away. Now, this is the, the big thing here. Behold. This is what we behold. All things have become new. That's in your spirit. Your spirit is sealed. It is vacuum packed. It's no lies. It's no murder. None of that stuff is in your spirit. The devil cannot touch your spirit. I want you to understand this. He cannot touch your spirit. That's the part of you that was made new. That's the part of you that got born again. But where the enemy is working is in your soulish realm. Your mind your will, and your emotion. And the only way that your mind can connect to what you already have is through renewing it by the word of God. This is the only way. So what is the enemy doing? The word is life. This is your lifeline, the word of God. I'm going to say it again. This is how you live, by the word of God. This is how your faith is activated by the word of God. Faith come by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. There's no other way around it. The only way you can live in this dying world is through the word of God. The only way you can make it is by the word of God. There is no other way. Nothing else will be able to save you but the word of God. It was not a corruptible seed. It was an incorruptible seed that did not have... Come on. It was pure. It was nothing wrong with that seed. That's what helped you get born again. So if that same seed, which is the word of God, saved you, then why aren't we living by it? The reason why we're not living by it, because we don't trust it. We got to trust the word of God so that whatever they tell us, we're looking at it. And we know in the natural, I see it. But that's not what the word says. That's where we got to get. Because, see, we can't be like Thomas. Thomas said, unless you show me, I'm not going to believe. Jesus said, Thomas, I'm going to show you. But I want you to grab hold to this. Blessed are those who have not seen. But yet, that's the, but yet. Still believe, God, I don't have to see nothing to know that you're still God. God, I don't have to see nothing to know that you, that's what faith does. Faith believes in the unseen, and then you bring the unseen to the seen. And until you get into the word of God and dig up everything that you have planted, come on, they were there for 400 and some years. Come on, they're going to have some panic. They're going to have some anxiety. They were around Pharaoh. They were around 
his way of doing. So they knew this is what he can do. We saw him at work. So all of that was right there in their soul. And their body was reacting according to what they were thinking. Do you know that when you take a thought, when a thought comes to you, that thought produces a mental image. When you begin to think death, you see death. When you be, whatever you think on is what you're going to become. So they began to think back when they saw the enemy, they began to think of the place that they were in before. But then Moses came in with the word. He said, fear ye not. He knew fear was stopping them. He knew fear was stopping them from moving forward. He said, fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Come on, if we take that word for ourselves when fear come and we say, fear not, fear thou not, because I am with thee. Even in the midst of the fear, God is still there. He said, but I want to be let out. He said, you allowing fear to be put in place of your faith. He said, fear thou not, because I am with thee. Be not dismayed, because I'm God. He said, I will do what? Strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So we have to take his word over what the enemy is saying to us and over what we're seeing. God, this is what you're saying. So after Moses said all of this to the people, he gave them encouragement. But guess what? God still needed them to move forward. You can get the word of God, but what is the use of getting the word of God? You hearing it, but you're not doing it. It's just like you haven't heard it. So God said, Moses, why are you crying out to me? He said, Moses, command the people. Tell the people, move forward. That means I don't want you motionless. I don't want you to stop because of what you see. And what did I say unto you? Have you had a promise unto God? You may have one that you're standing on right now. And sometimes you just say, God, look like nothing has changed. See, in the natural, it looked like it hasn't changed. But God said, I want you to see supernaturally whatever I have said to you. He said, I want you to get a mental picture on that. I want you to walk towards that. I want you to see that as being your very own. So that's what they had to do. So he asked Moses, he said, what did you have in your hand? See, God has given us the power, y'all. He's given us the right and he's given us the ability. Why are you waiting on man to fix this? Why? We're waiting on man to fix something that man don't know how to fix. They don't know how to fix this, y'all. People are waiting on a vaccine and don't even know if it's going to kill you or not. They're waiting on vaccines because this is the way we live, by vaccines. And then I was reading it. They said they're going to make it a mandate that if you don't take the vaccine, you're going to be fine or you're going to be locked up. Come on, we're living in a world that man want to rule you. They want to go past what your rights are. And they're getting so scared that they're implementing things outside of the Constitution. Because they're getting scared. And they got to have people that they can use to stick something in to say, this is going to save you. Let me tell you what's saving you. It ain't what they stick it in you. It's what you believe. Whatever you believe is what's going to work for you. Come on. Whatever you believe is what's going to work for you. 
And if it don't work quick enough, you're saying it don't work. They go back, they say, give it some more time. You got to get, you got to get your body used to it. Give it some more time. That's the way that man does. That's the way they're taught. That's how they learn things. Come on, they're taught this way. We're taught by kingdom. Kingdom ruleth. Y'all catch this. Overall, but it's looking like the kingdom ain't ruling. Because we as Christians are backing off on kingdom. We're backing off on what kingdom is telling us to do. And we're going on what man is telling us to do. When are we going to stand up for kingdom? We are kingdom citizens, y'all. We do things the way of kingdom. Don't, 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 don't twist it. Because see, entanglement too means twisting stuff. It means twisting stuff. Remember, he said he's going to think that they're entangled, that they're shut in. See, the enemy is even trying to twist what I'm saying to make people think that I'm saying go outside the government. I didn't say that. If the government is telling you to wash your hands, wash your hands. Because when you get in your house, they ain't going to know if you're washing them or not. If the government say wear your mask, wear your mask. When It's a lot of people that ain't even wearing masks. They're going in stores, they still ain't wearing masks with the thing on the door that says, you cannot control man. Man going to do what man want to do. Come on, when they were saying that you can wear a mask or you don't have to wear a mask, it's up to you. When Christians chose to not to wear the mask to go on about their business, now they mad at you because you ain't got on a mask. Now they're saying, put it on, we putting it on going in the store, and now they ain't putting it on. <clears throat> Come on, y'all catch it. Catch it. We're living in an evil world. They're cussing you out before. You're trying to kill me. Coming up in here with no mask on, you're trying to kill me. You need to wear your mask. Soon as they put it on the door, wear a mask. Now you wear your mask. Y'all, we're living in a world that's afraid. And they're trying to save themselves. It is up to us as Christians to let them know the only way you're going to be saved, the only way you're going to be rescued is by accepting Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Because at the end of the day, everything that they do will not save you. We are in a crisis and it's not dealing with COVID, y'all. The crisis, Jesus told you what it was. We're in the need of a savior. That's the biggest crisis in the world. It ain't COVID. It ain't cancer. It ain't HIV. It is. And people are leaving Jesus out because they're so worried about getting something else. When you leave Jesus out, you're just as good as dead. There is no life in you. Come on, go back to Genesis. Adam had life. He was a dead man. He was on the ground. There was no life in him. He come from the dust. But when God breathed his breath, the breath of life into him, he became a living soul. He did not become a living soul until the breath of God was breathed in him. And people without Jesus is living as dead men and women and children. Even though you're breathing, you're dead. 
Because if anything happened to you and you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your place is not heaven. People need to be talking about this. People are talking about COVID so much. People are dying in their sin. He said he want all men, all men, to come to the knowledge of the truth. He want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And we're spending too much time, y'all, on the pandemic. We're spending too much time worrying about how we're going to survive. We are surviving because we have a lifeline. His name is Jesus. He's divine. We are the branches. Don't you know he's not going to leave us to ourselves? This is why he sent you people to give you the word, to prepare you before things come. Go back to Joseph. Joseph, God used. He prepared Joseph. He raised Joseph up before the famine. See, the thing is, the famine was going to come. God had to raise somebody up before the famine to get them ready to save the people. Who did it? Joseph. He did it, but guess what, y'all? He went through. So this is my thing. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. That means you're going to have oppression. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have persecution. You're going to have these things coming at you. Y'all, there's no way around it. Because the more that you teach truth, persecution is going to come. Things are going to come in this world. That's why Jesus said, in this world. You are in it, but you're not of it. He said, in this world. He told his disciples, you will have tribulation. But guess what the next part said? Be of a good cheer. That means be of a good courage. He said, because I, not you, I have overcome this world. See, he had to walk this earth, y'all. He walked through everything that you're going through right now. Jesus walked through it. He done been there. He done done that. He said, I walked through it. Now I'm getting ready to give up my life for you. So when you go through it, guess what? It may come at you, but you don't have to accept it because I took it upon myself. He said, it's going to come. He said, it's going to be many afflictions of the righteous. It's going to be many things that come to try to stop you. See, afflictions mean things that's going to come to stop you. He said, many, many are the afflictions of the righteous. He said, but I have delivered you out of them all. Not just one. He said, I took every affliction upon myself. He said, so when I walked the earth, I demonstrated my power in the midst of affliction. And here we are walking this earth, ducking and dodging. We're ducking. We're dodging, but we're still saying, Lord. The Lord don't duck and dodge. He don't. You may have on your mask, but you don't duck and dodge. You got to listen to the spirit and say, this is what God is saying to you today. Come on, put on your mask. Because some people don't want you to talk to them without a mask. Or just get your six feet. Just get your six feet. Some, I don't make that long, but people have long on. You stay your distance, I stay mine. But I want to tell you what the Lord has to say. 
This is what the Lord is saying to you. Y'all, we have quit. Some of us have quit talking about Jesus. We have quit telling people about the goodness of Jesus in the midst of this pandemic. Why? Because we don't want to be cut off by family and friends. We don't want to be out there telling people truth and everybody else is running from it. See, I want to be a part of the crowd. I want to do what the crowd is doing. I just want to go in the grocery store, get my stuff and come out. Don't touch me. Don't say nothing to me. Don't even spit on me. That's where I want to be. But the world is going on with what they want to do. Everybody in the world is still doing what they always have done. They're still partying. They're still finding ways to have a good time. But church folks is closing doors. Because church folks closing doors, I want you to check this out. Because I want to keep the people safe. Can I tell y'all something? Closing a door ain't keeping you safe. Come on, let's talk about it. You can close up all the church doors you want. And the only way you're going to be safe is in the arms of Jesus. Because guess what? He's in you. He's in us. And this is what God was showing them. He said, even though you look like you trapped, even though it looked like there's no way out, he said, I'm going to show the enemy today. God want the enemy. He want COVID-19. He want the people to know that he's God. Now, how is he going to know? How are they going to know that he's God if we're keeping him shut up? Somebody tell me. These are his hands. My body belonged to him. My mouth belonged to him. And whatever he tell me to speak, that's what I speak. That's why persecution come. Because the more you speak truth, the more you're going to get persecuted. If you ain't getting persecuted for Christ's sake, you ain't speaking truth. The more you come at people with this word, with truth, you're going to have some opposition. You shouldn't be afraid of the opposition. You should say, God, here I am. What do you want me to say? And he said, when you open your mouth, I'll speak for you. I'll speak through you. So they were entrapped. It looked like they were entrapped. It looked like they didn't have nowhere to go. So God told Moses, the leader, he said, command them, tell them, I'm your leader. I have to command you. I have to tell you what God is saying. If you choose not to do it, the blood is off of my hands. God has warned y'all Miracle Temple before COVID come. He's been warning you for how many years? There's something coming on this earth. That medicine that man cannot cure. God said the only thing that can save you, go back and get the tapes, go back and get the CD, is the word of God. You're going to have to trust God more than you have ever trusted God before because it is coming. And the day it hit, some of y'all in Miracle Temple act like it was a new thing. Nothing new under the sun. God just told you, What was coming? Because he knew what was coming. Wash your hands all day long. Let me give you an example. Remember when Jesus said, when they was going through the temple, they had to get to the laver. 
They just made the sacrifice. They trusted in the blood. They knew they couldn't do it themselves, but they had to do a daily washing. They had to wash their hands and their feet. They had to keep them clean. The word is what keep them clean. You're going to pick up stuff. You're going to touch stuff. You're going to say stuff. You're going to go in places that you shouldn't go. But you have the word of God that when you do, you can go in here and get a good bath. You can get a good cleansing through the word where those things won't entangle you, where those things won't entrap you. Some of us are still entrapped with some stuff that we haven't really let go of and we act like we surprised when it show up in the house. There ain't no surprise. The, The problem is we haven't taken the word of God to get rid of it. Don't try to let guilt and condemnation come at you because in Christ there is therefore no more condemnation. So we take the word when the enemy is coming in like a flood, we allow the spirit of the living God to raise up a standard against him and we do it through the word of God. Come on, y'all. When the adversaries say, yes, you did this. Yes, I done it. But God already forgave me for it. So I'm turning away from it and I'm not going that way again. That's why God didn't take the Israelites the way of the Philistines because he knew you're not ready for them. You're not ready for war. Some of us have talked too much. And now that the pandemic is here, the same talk that we were talking was a bunch of rubbish. I'm just going to be honest. It was a bunch of rubbish. We talked about God so much, but when the pandemic came, we ducking and we dodging and we spraying Lysol just like it's perfume. And everything else we can spray. We never used the Lysol when it was in the store because it was too high. Now we're finding money to purchase Lysol. Come on, let's just be honest, y'all. Lysol was the farthest thing from my mind. I didn't spray Lysol all over my house. And guess what? I ain't going to lie. Somebody gave me two bottles, gave one away, and still got one in the house. Some of y'all looking at me, can I have it? <laughs> you mean you got a bottle of Lysol? You better lock your doors and get you a gun. How you get some Lysol and I ain't got none? Because I ain't using one I got. Why? Because my mind ain't on that. Come on, my mind ain't on that. My mind is on him. The Bible said he will keep you in perfect peace. Who mine stays on him because I trust in him. Come on, I can't work. Now, don't get me wrong. It's okay to have your Lysol. It's okay to spray it. But if you're still doubting that COVID in your house, why are you spraying it? Some people so mad right now. They so mad right now. Because some people saying, she's telling us not to use Lysol. She's telling us not to use a face mask. You, the devil is a lie. He's a murderer from the beginning and he abode from the truth. And if you believe in that lie, then that's who your father is. Because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm teaching is having faith in God. I'm teaching on us how to live by having faith in God. If my mind stay on this pandemic so much, I won't make it. I'm not living the life that Jesus provided for me, y'all. I wouldn't come out of my house. I would, do we take precautions? Yes, at times we take precautions, but we have to be careful. 
And the word will tell you what to do and how to do it. Let me give you, okay, if there's a line here and God tell me don't cross that line. And I know it's there. Okay, first of all, he told me what not to do, didn't he? So I go cross that line knowing what he told me not to do. So after I cross that line, everything come at me. Now, I knew what God told me not to do. So I said, you know what, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I shouldn't have done what I done. But guess what? I got to deal with those consequences of crossing that line. So the next thing is I come back to this side, but then I go again and I cross it again. I done got sin, transgression, and iniquity. Sin is missing the mark. Transgression is knowing what the words say and you refuse to do it. Iniquity is repeating the same act over and over again. Now you're in iniquity. Why would I want to do that when Jesus freed me from all of that? See, when I know what he's freed me from, I don't keep crossing the line, y'all. I don't keep cro- When I get close to it, the Holy Spirit going to remind me, don't go that way. That's not the way God created for you. You've been made righteous. Through him. You've been justified. You've been sanctified. You've been set apart. You can't go that way no more. So I turn. And I don't go that way. Because the Holy Spirit is helping me. He's keeping me. From taking those roads that I shouldn't take. Y'all we do have a helper which is the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit tells you don't go to their house today. And you go to their house. You walk right in the midst of Cova. And you're saying well I've been speaking Psalms 91. But he told you not to go to the house. And you went to the house because you got, I'm protected. He's my present help in the time of trouble. Come on, boys. Took your whole family in danger. When God told you, do not enter that house. There's a reason for all things, y'all. Don't blame. Well, God, why you let me do this? You had a choice. These Israelites were God's covenant people. God brought them out of bondage. The Bible said they were in a house of bondage. That's where they dwelled. That was their dwelling place. But when God brought them out, God said, now I'm going to teach you how to depend on me. You're not going to be in Egypt where you can just get all these things you want to get. Everything you get now, you're going to have to get it from me. He gave them water. From a rock, he gave them bread from heaven. They were happy. Come on, I don't know about y'all. Get you a little water, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, whatever you drink. You get it, you're happy. Tea, you're happy. Once all that out and you can't find it, you get angry. For what reason? Because your body got used to that substance. Your body got used to what it want to have. So if somebody say something to you, you're mad because you didn't get your tea today. You didn't get your Pepsi. You didn't get your Coke. You didn't get your little sugar fix. You didn't get your chocolate chip cookie. Somebody ate the last piece of pork chop. Somebody ate the last piece of chicken. You angry because somebody ate your food. What's wrong with us people? That's a place in you that need to be dug up because God would say, if you need to eat it, eat it. If you need to have it, have it. That's the love of God. Not getting mad because they ate it. So these Israelites, they were going back and forth. God made a way for them, but they didn't see God's way when trouble came. Is that how we are? We talk about God, but when trouble came, come, we don't see God. The reason why the word ain't deep enough. When the word get planted deep enough, 
When trouble do come, the word is going to come out of you. And you are going to stand still. You are going to be of a good courage. You are going to see the salvation of the Lord. But the Lord is letting us know, y'all, how to live. He's letting us know what to do and how to do it. Guess what? God could have took them an easier route. But God knew of some things in them that needed to come out of them. God was showing them what was yet there. If you're going through something, don't question God. Just say, God, give me the strength to endure. God is not going to take you out. God is going to be there to help you get through it so he can dig up that land. That land that was planted that's not of God. Go to Deuteronomy 8. God wants us to move forward. Listen what he said in, in Deuteronomy chapter 8. All the commandments which I have commanded thee this day shall ye observe to do that ye may live. Y'all hear that? The word is what helps us do what? The word is what helps us do what? The word is what helps us do what? So why aren't we in the word? And multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Guess what's going to help us to possess what belongs to us? Say it again. What helps you to possess what belongs to you? What helps you possess what belongs to you? How You can't get it no other way. Money cannot get it for you. Money is useless. Let me, let me say this. We need money to make it in the world. But the word is the only thing that's going to help us possess what God has provided. And he said this, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Guess why he did it? He said to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou would keep his commands or not. Guess what God is saying? He said, during this pandemic, it's to humble you. It's to prove you, and it's to know if you're going to keep my word or man's word. This is where we are. And some of us is like this. Today is God, tomorrow's man. God said, no, you can't serve me and man, mammon. It's either one or the other. God said, everything you go through is, is a humbling process. It's to prove you. It's to know if you're going to keep my word or not. See, we get tried, y'all. And in this situation, in this pandemic, we are getting tried to see if we are going to come in the house of the Lord. To see if we're going to still stand on, by his stripes, I was already healed. To see if we're going to stand on, God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches. All of this that's happening in the world, y'all, is to prove is to know if we're still going to stand in the midst of what's going on. If we're still going to talk about God is good and I don't have money in the bank. If we're still going to talk about when my body is racked in pain, God is still good. I'm still going to serve him because he's already healed me. Even though my body is acting up, I am still the healed of the Lord because he said that I am healed. So I ain't going on what's acting up. I ain't going on how I'm feeling. I'm going on I am what the Lord says I am. And Lord, you're not going to be made ashamed of. And you're not going to allow me to be made ashamed of because I'm preaching your word. And you said your word don't come back to you void. It's going to go out. 
and it's going to accomplish that which you sent it to do, and it's going to prosper in the thing you sent it to do. So see, when we know what God is saying, y'all, we're going to have opposition. It's going to look like it's not working. It's going to look like that everything is breaking loose except what we have spoken. But that's when we begin to rejoice because if persecution is coming and everything is breaking loose, God, thank you, I already have my promise. Because the enemy don't want me to get to the promise. He don't want me to get to what God has already provided. Look how many times he was stopping God's people. And guess who he used? The ones that was right in the midst. The enemy, had Pharaoh was gone. Jesus already defeated Satan. He's already defeated. But guess what he said? He said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use you. I'm going to use your family. I'm going to use your children. I'm even going to use your animals. I'm going to use everything that's close to you to get what I want. And that's what he's doing. He's using everything he can to stop us, y'all, from moving forward in the things that God has for us. Look how he used the leaders with Moses. What did he do with those leaders? He took those leaders that come against Moses. Moses, you think you're the only one that can stand before God. You think you're the only one that's holy. He used them. God proved himself, didn't he? Then look how he used even Moses' family. God proved himself, didn't he? He said, you're not talking against Moses. You're talking against me. Moses is working for me. So you're coming against me. So God said, I'm going to kill him dead, Moses. I'm going to kill him. Moses began to intercede. See, that's why Jesus' blood is on the mercy seat interceding for us. Because if it wasn't, we'd be dead. So this is why when we approach God, we have to say, in the name of Jesus. Wait a minute, God. I ain't coming to you on my behalf because I'm tore up today. I'm coming to you on the behalf of Jesus. I know I'm a hot mess, but your son ain't a hot mess. So let me tell you, in the name of Jesus, this is what I'm saying. So you got to do it because of his name and not because of mine. So it's already mine, even in my hot mess. See, that's how we got to get. But God said, I want you to come out of your hot mess, though. He said, don't be using my son to get nothing because you got some stuff in your life that need to be taken care of and it need to be moved because that's not who I am. You represent me. And if you're going to represent me, you got to do what I say do according to my word. That's outside of my word. And I don't move on that even though you saying Jesus. Mm -mm. Some of us want to say Jesus, but we don't want to be like Jesus. We don't want to do what Jesus done. We don't want to turn the other cheek. We don't want to forgive. We don't want to take offense. We don't want to love in the midst of hate. We don't want to bless in the midst of somebody cursing us. That's what Jesus did. So if we're going to use that name, let's do what that name did. Let's let people know this is who I represent. The way you live your life, people are going to know where you're from. You don't have to say, I'm a kingdom citizen every day. Live like one. You don't have to say, I'm healed. Every, tell people you healed every day and you sitting there can barely make it. <laughs> Live like you healed. Tell them I may be dragging my leg. I may be walking crooked, but I'm still healed. Don't look at my body because, see, I know who I am in him. I'm already healed. I may be a little wobbly. But I'm still healed. I may be acting a little funny, but I'm still healed. That's how we're supposed to be, y'all. That's what you call crazy faith. 
Yeah, that's what you call crazy faith. And I'm, I'm reminded of something. You know how when people get the flu, they're still out and about. <laughs> Hello? People get the flu. They still be out and about. They be coughing and a hacking and a blowing noses, and they don't have on no mask, and you standing in line right beside them. And some of us Christian folks say, can I pray for you? Because God is still a healer. He'll heal you right where you hurt. Now COVID-19 come on the scene, and they got the mask on, and they're coughing and hacking, and you running. <laughs> With your mask on. Come on, as Brother Willie say, true that. Come on, tell the truth. I ain't going to lie to you, I was in TJ Maxx and I was looking down at something and the lady was on the aisle and she just a coughing under that mask. I said, Jesus. <laughs> I was in flesh, y'all. I was in flesh. Come on. We, I'm, I'm human too. I said, Jesus. And in my mind, I'm like, you got that COVID? Come on. I'm honest. I ain't got nothing to hide. But then the Holy Spirit checked me. He had to check me right where I was. Because I got in flesh now. You get all this mess in your ear and you hear people, well, if they cough, if they do this right here, they've they been coughing before COVID came. Come on, y'all. We got to get in, get our mindset and keep it set on him. Come on, I'll sing for you. I'm only human. I'm just a woman. But we're supposed to be living for him. Come on, we're supposed to be living for him. We're supposed to obey the word and do what the word says. If he tell you to walk up to somebody and say, be healed in Jesus' name, do it. Because you obeying him. You coming out of flesh. Flesh profit you nothing. So this is what God is teaching us, y'all. He's teaching us how to live by faith. Living by faith, we don't be motionless. And even when we're entangled, when we're entrapped in stuff, we should know that we're coming out because God told Moses to lift up his hand. He departed. Y'all, a Red Sea. That was a Red Sea miracle. Y'all, do y'all realize that's the same God? God said that same miracle. I want to perform the day. I want you to walk through this COVID. I want you to walk on dry land with COVID on both sides. And then you walking through that dry land with COVID on both sides. He said, when you walk through it and I get you across, God said, then when the enemy come that didn't believe me, oh, look, just come crashing down on. That's how God want us to be. So I want to say, family of God, where is our faith in such a time as this? See, people that really don't know God, they say, I'm talking foolishness. See, they begin to agree with natural. I'm being honest with you. People say, you're talking foolish. This is what's going on. Don't you understand? I do understand what's going on perfectly. I understand, y'all. I understand what's going on around us. I ain't no fool. But one thing that God told me to do, and this is what God's told me during this pandemic. I said, what do I tell your people? He said, only believe. Fear not. Only believe. That's how you're going to get through this pandemic. It's only believing what I say. And the only way you can believe what I say is staying in the word of God. We're coming out of this word. God said you got to stay in the word and the word got to stay in you. You got to do more than just flip a page. You can read it. 
But God said, once you read it, you got to meditate on it. You got to begin to search it. You got to begin to talk to him about it and say, God, what are you saying? I need some revelation knowledge on this because this is just what's written. I want it to speak to me, God, to speak to my heart. I want it to be illuminated. I want light to come through it. I want to be able to walk it, not only talk it. I got to live it. So, God, I don't want to come out of here until you touch me. I want some fresh manner. It takes more than just getting up and skimming through these pages. You got to sit there and wait and say, God, what do you say? God, I don't understand. People are dying. God, your word is saying this, but people are dying. God, what's going on? What's going on? God will let you know either you're going to believe me or you're not. He said, I have put blessings and curses before you. I have put life and death before you. He said, I told you what to choose. The problem is God is in the category of man with Christians and with the world. Take me out of that category. Nobody created me. God said, I'm self-existing. I was here before anything else existed. God said, I know about everything. I know what's coming before it come. God said, and I have already taken care of what's yet to come. He said, don't you know I'm not going to leave you like this? He said, I'm your father. And I'm a loving father if I lay down my life for you. He said, do you think I'm going to leave you in a pandemic without giving you what you need to walk through it? He said, do you think I'm going to leave you in that state? God said, I've done too much for you. God said, I've done too much. He said, man didn't do it for you when they was going to take your house. God said, I had to touch man's heart to turn it around for you. He said, I had to do that. The very man that told you no. When you begin to speak what I said, speak. Guess what? I turned that no into a yes. He said, that's who I am. He said, I'm God almighty. And until we realize that there is a God that's above everything, we will die right along with the people. We need to rise up. I'm so tired of hearing they opened the church doors and, and all these caught COVID. They sent them back to school and all of them caught COVID. Everything that opened up, they identifying it with COVID. Everything that opened up. Before everybody was rushing in the theaters. So scrunched up you couldn't move, didn't know what nobody had. And if they told you, you would have ran out. Thank God they didn't tell you. And we did it. We sent y'all, I think about it, we would send our children to school with strangers. Help me somebody. Strangers. You got little kids in buildings. In kindergarten, little, little kids. You don't know that teacher. You don't know that custodian. You don't know that cafeteria worker. You don't know who's assisting those teachers. But we send them by faith. 
Come on, we believe that they're going to be all right for eight hours. Come on, while we're working. Some of us want to send them so we can have some time. We want to get rid of them. So why in the world y'all on vacation? Y'all need to go on back to school now. What day is this? A whole week? How am I get rid of you? That's what we did. Is that not right? COVID was in there then. It just didn't show its head at the time. Y'all don't get it? Come on, doing flu season. Where do you send your kids? Did they shut the schools when they had all over television? People were dying of flu. Answer me, somebody. Were the schools shut? Were the churches shut? Was anything shut down? Now they got something they can't even detect. And what they do? We're shutting everything down. On something we can't even see. And we shut God down right along with it. It's time to rise up, y'all. It's time to be about the word. It's time to spend more time in this word than you spending more time with anything. You got to stay in there long enough to say, God, what are you saying? You got to stay in there long enough to dig up that ground, those seeds of doubt, those seeds of unbelief, those seeds of fear. Because the enemy is using words and he's planting those words as seeds. And when things come up in our lives, guess what come up out of us? What we planted. So we have to do what the word of God tell us to do. We can't wait, y'all. It's no time to wait. Some people get agitated when it comes to the word. Y'all, the more I get in it, the more I fall in love with it. And the more I see what I yet haven't seen. Don't get mad at me and don't get mad at others when they're bringing forth the word and they're telling you what the word is saying. Because see, where there is darkness, when that light comes, it's going to expose it. So open the Bible. Leave it open. (laughs) And let it speak. Let it tell you. Let him tell you what you need to hear for such a time as this. Whatever weakness you have, that's where you go in the word. You want to be well-rounded. But those weak areas need to be dealt with because the enemy is going to play on you with that. And this is why I'm learning every day, y'all, not to take my word for granted. I have to get in it. Because I have to know what's going on around me. And the word helps me to get through what's going on around me. Let's live according to the word. word. Let's live by faith and not by sight, y'all. We are in a dying world. And people are dying left and right. And they're saying it's COVID-19. But I beg to differ. Truth is going to be revealed. Everything that leaves this earth (laughs) don't mean it's covid (laughs) So we have to be careful what we hear, what we say, and how we react to what we hear. Because God wants us to have life, y'all. And he wants us to have it more abundantly. Things are going to come. But we overcome those things through the word of God. Go through your Bible. Every person in the Bible went through something. But they overcame. Because they took hold to the word of God. From Abraham... 
to Revelation, from Genesis to Revelation, there was trouble. But God showed them how to get out of trouble. God ain't going to take you out of it. He's going to show you how to get through it. Why? So he can be glorified. It's for him to get the glory through it, not us. So whatever you're going through now, just say, God, give me the strength to endure it so you can be glorified through it. And I guarantee you, when you go through that, when something else pop up, you say, God, if you brought me out of that, I know that I'm already brought out of this. But God, I need my helper. I need my teacher. And I need the Holy Spirit. And he is there to help us in such a time as this. So don't be motionless. Don't stop. Keep it moving. Even when you're laying down and feel like you can't move, you can still be thinking. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. Sometimes we can be so down and out, we can't lift our head. We can't get up and stand. But guess what? Your thinking will get your body to moving. When you're thinking on the inside, when you can't even open your mouth, and you begin to think on the goodness of Jesus, and he begin to talk and say, rise up, and you rise up just a little bit, taking one day at a time. Say, God said, just rise up, just, just, just wave your hands just a little bit. And you begin to wave your hands just a little bit. He said, now, just take a few steps forward, just a few steps. He's giving you step by step. And all of a sudden, you're looking up, and you're just shouting for joy. You're giving God glory because you know that you're already the healed of the Lord. But you know what? You got to work it. You got to work what you believe, meaning that if you believe it, you're doing what you believe. You can't just lay there and say, I believe it and don't do nothing on it. So this is what we have to do. We have to learn to trust him. I'm going to do it, Holy Spirit. Let me give you this scripture. Go to Second, First Kings 19. Y'all know Elijah, right? We talk about Elijah, and Elijah spoke the word that there was going to be no rain. And I'm bringing this in here for a reason. And he was used mightily with God. And people knew when Elijah was coming or Elisha, they would run. Because they knew that they were the mouthpiece for God. And whatever they said, it was going to come to pass. So after Elijah done everything that God told him to do, not everything, but spoke the word and told, um, you know, the prophets, the prophets died. Let me tell you what the enemy did. When Jezebel heard all what Elijah had done, because Ahab told it. See, them Ahabs are run their mouth. And with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword, this is what the enemy did. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of the one of them by tomorrow about this time. The Bible says, and when he saw that, he arose. She was telling him, the way you kill them prophets is the way I'm going to kill you. When Elijah saw what she said, remember I said, when you take a thought, those thoughts produce images. When Elijah heard it, he took the thought, he saw it, he began to run for his life. This was a man of God. This was a prophet. Why would a prophet run? Because he was scared. He was afraid. He knew this Jezebel meant business. Jezebel represent the devil. He ran for his life, but God didn't give up on him. God was still there to protect him. What am I saying to you? I don't care what kind of title you got in your name. Things are going to come in your life that's going to shake you, that's going to move you, 
But God is saying, I'm not going to leave you. God said, because I have a mission for you. I have a destiny. I have a place that I'm carrying you. And the only thing you got to do is hear me and you're going to get to the place. Guess what? God fed him. God kept him. God strengthened him. Because God said, you still got some people. You got the anoint before I take you up into heaven. So before your job is done here on this earth, before you leave this earth, God still got a plan for you. So don't give up on God. God hasn't given up on you. Don't let fear overtake you. It's going to come. It's going to try to overtake you. But the more of the word you have in you, the more faith is going to rise over that fear. Stand still, y'all, and let us see the salvation of the Lord. Because that COVID-19 that you see, you should be seeing no more right now. COVID should not be in your head every time you go somewhere. You should live that abundant life that God has given you. Y'all, my heart cries out when I look around and I see people masked down. Can't see the beautiful face that God has given them. Masked down. Some people gloved down. I'm telling you, y'all, it's hurtful. God created a world that he wanted to be full. He wanted the atmosphere to be so full of him. So we got to speak into that atmosphere. So people can feel the peace that's in the midst of what's going on. And when you look around, you see little children with masks on. You know, can't play with their playmates no more. Can't, you know, do those things that they need to do no more. Y'all, we have to rise up and speak those things that be not as though they were. They overcame the famine. When are we going to overcome COVID? When everybody began to speak the same thing. I'm talking to the Christians. The world ain't going to do it. We as Christians, you can't have one side speaking, oh, we're going to have to live with COVID. No, I don't. I don't have to live with COVID because I'm living with Jesus. And Jesus don't live with COVID. Well, we just have to live with it. We just have to get through it. No, I don't. No, I don't. I want to live the life he gave me. It's an abundant life, y'all. If you want to live that way, you live that way. But I want to live this abundant life in Christ. Jesus walked through it with no problem. He touched leprosy. He didn't get it. Because he knew who he was. And now, y'all, we're going through some stuff. That the only one that can bring us through it is Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus, y'all. Tell him about Jesus. Tell them, yes, you, yeah, they say COVID, but Jesus is above COVID. They're going to cuss you out for sure. But it's all right. It's all right. Say, so you know what? Jesus, I know. <laughs> Who you know. <laughs> Come out in the name of Jesus. So let's keep it moving, y'all. Keep it moving and trust in God because he's the only one we can trust in this pandemic. Amen. And let's keep the love for one another. Lift up your brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't come out against them. Love them even the more. Even in, in their mess, even in what they're saying ain't right, correct them. And let them know that they are from above and not from this earth. Amen. God is a good God. Let's keep it moving. Let's move forward. Let's help one another. Hallelujah. We give God glory. Do we have any announcements? Any new announcements?
And I do have um, one that was reminded of this. Um, Tony Newton, which is known as Pi, lost her nephew um, in a tragic accident. He was 31 years old. Please keep their family in prayer. The father was James Rispis, and the mother was Lisa Rispis. So please keep them in prayer. And he had two young girls, children. So we want to keep them lifted up in prayer. Amen. And I believe the funeral is, Kathy, do you know when the funeral is? Monday. Tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So please keep that family lifted up in prayer. Amen.